You are listening to the Christian Worship Center podcast. For more information about our church, please visit us at cwcstillwell.com. We hope you enjoy this message. Aren't you glad he's got with us? Amen. Not only is he with us, but he's in us. Hallelujah. Come on, give him a praise in this house. He's so worthy this evening. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. If you didn't get what you come after, well, you didn't want anything. Amen. Sometimes we have to move. Amen. For us to get blessed. I want you to turn with me to the book of Acts. I'm not going to keep you long. I just want to share this with you. Amen. Because he's going to go back right back into that song in just a second. But Acts chapter 1. How many remembers that Jesus is talking to his disciples at the end of chapter 1? And I don't have my glasses. I don't know where I left them. But anyway guess on my desk back there somewhere but anyway he says in uh, Acts chapter 1 and verse 8 but you shall receive somebody help me out power what power y'all know what power is anybody know what power is amen Anybody know what power is? Brother Jack knows what power is. You take that light switch off back there and touch one of them wires and you will feel the power. It will not only go through your hand, but it'll go through your whole body. Come on, because it's power. It's what powers up the whole society nowadays. Amen? And I believe that this is what kind of what Jesus is talking about when he said, you shall receive power. Mm, it's not just power to, for you to feel good. Amen. Did you have something? Read, read that a little louder. Possession of Control, authority, or influence. There it is. You shall receive authority. You shall receive influence. Huh? Now you get it? This is what he said. You're going to receive power. You're going to receive authority. You're going to have, you're going to get the power to control stuff. Amen? Mm. authority, power to control, and possession. Amen? You don't have to worry about no demon possession because you got God possession. Influence over others. There it is. So what he's saying here, but you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall be 
Huh? Witnesses. Anybody know what that is? What does it say? Yeah, read that one too. She got one of the smart Bibles. who gives evidence. There it is. One who gives and testifies of an event. Amen? Personal knowledge of something. There it is. So this is what a witness is. And you shall be that unto me, not to just anybody, but unto him in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and the uttermost part of the earth. So it starts where? At home. Huh? In Jerusalem. And then it goes to Judea. That's church. Huh? Starts family first, then church. And then Samaria, that's the Oklahoma, Adair County. And then to the whole earth, you're called, after you win all that, you get called to the nations. Amen? So it's a purpose that you've got power for. Not just so you can feel good. Not just so you can come in here and shout. Not just so you get a prayer language. But you got that prayer language so that you are made an overcomer by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, when when here's where it happened in Acts chapter 2, verse number 1. And it says, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house, not just part of it, but all of it, where they were shouting. No, it says where they were sitting. Huh? Where they were sitting. Fill the house where they were sitting. I'm sure after, if you if you do your research, you'll find that there was 40 days between Passover and and uh, what is the other one? There's 40 40 days that Jesus was seen of them, right? Amen. 40 days from Passover to Ascension. That's what I wanted. And then there's 10 days between ascension when he ascended and Pentecost, making it total of 50 days. There's 50 days between Passover and Pentecost. Amen? So Jesus, when he leaves them, he tells them, go tarry in Jerusalem 
where ye will be clothed upon, or the King James Version says endued, with power from on high. With that authority. And this is where they get it, right here. Acts chapter 2 and verse 1. Build a house where they, and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it set upon each of them. There, there that fire is. Remember, he's told, John told uh, that he will come and he will baptize you with Holy Ghost and with fire. Not just Holy Ghost, but with fire. Amen. So he, he comes down, he sets on them, and they see the cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat up on each of them, not just on one or two of them, but each of them, and they were all, look at that word, filled with the Holy Ghost. Now in the Greek, all means all. Y'all got that? It means not leaving nobody out. You understand what, what we're talking about right now? And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, devout men of every nation under heaven. Mm, come on, y'all. Now, when they saw or they were, this was a noise abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded because that every man heard them speak in his own language. And what were they speaking? They were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, Behold, are not all of these which speak Galileans? These are just country folk. They're all fishermen. We never heard no fishermen speak like this. It says, and how here every man, every man in our own language, we as we were born, Parthians, and and he goes on and he lists them all. And he says, and they were all amazed and were in doubt, saying one to another, What meaneth this? Others mock and said, These men are full of new wine. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, up the lifted up his voice and said unto ye, ye men and brethren, ye men of Judea, and all ye that dwell in Jerusalem, be that known unto you, and hearken unto my words. Listen to me now, what he's saying. These are not drunken, as you suppose, seeing it is but the third hour of the day. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel, that in the last days. This shall, it shall come to pass in the last days with saith God I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams and on my servants and on my handmaidens I will pour out in those days of my spirit and they shall shall prophesy and I will do show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath blood and fire and vapor of smoke anybody seen the signs lately huh 
I think Joel might have been talking about the day, but Peter says in the last days. Mm, one more time this is part of it this is what you remember he's saying I will pour out of my I'm not going to pour it all out on you guys Peter got it you're mad at me yet well I don't know if I believe that I'm going to pour out of my spirit on all flesh. This is what he's talking about, Peter saying. How many knows that when Peter got done preaching, how many members, how many got saved? 3,000 got saved that day. Come on. Hmm. I want you to notice what happened. So we got a forerunner of a harvest. Amen? Before, I ain't got time tonight because I'm, I'm already out of time. But <laughs> maybe next week I will show you where when they gathered again. Because it's after this Holy Ghost power that was given on the day of Pentecost. 3,000 got saved. Man, right? How many remembers when the law was given 1,000, 1,500 years prior that 3,000 died before the Lord on Mount Sinai? And on the day when the Holy Spirit is poured out, same day, 1,500 years later, 3,000 gets resurrected. Amen? So tell me Pentecost ain't real. Tell me the feast is not real. So you know what we're gearing up to? is another Passover and another Pentecost. Last year, we were all locked up. We were locked down and all during Passover because we were eating the lamb. But guess what? We've eaten the lamb. We've we've had, we've held the lamb in us. We have been sufficiently sufficed with a lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. The church has made a turnaround. The church has got up has become resurrected but guess what God wants to do something special in this season in this time I'm telling you when they got saved when they got the Holy Ghost the power of God began to resurrect he began to do something he began to do signs and wonders it was after this that Peter and John comes to the gate and sees a lame man and says, silver and gold we don't have, but such as we do have, in the name of Jesus, get up and walk. Come on. What happened? Is that right? Somebody's got one of them smart Bibles. Will you please look up where the Holy Ghost fell the second time? Where the, they said the place was shaken. I think it's over in six, Maybe. It may be in the same chapter. It may be. Uh, no, no, it's when the Holy Ghost fell on the, they needed, they asked for boldness. I want you to understand that while they're, 
in this first pour out, they've seen miracles. Each one of them has got to see a miracle. Come on. Right? They got the power. They got the anointing. And I believe the church has been content to dwell in the first touch. We've seen some miracles. Right? We've seen God do some great things. Right? Huh? Read it for me, please. Amen. Read the prior and then read a little after. Because... All right, hold on just a minute. This is when Peter and John are put in prison, right? Read the verse prior to that one you just read. All right, see, they had just been put in prison. And they told them if you do it again, right? You're going to really be sorry. And they say, Lord, you've heard their threatenings. You know we've been pretty excited about the first touch. We are excited that the Holy Ghost fell on us and we've got the power to do miracles that we've been seeing happen. But we have had to do every single miracle ourselves. Come on. What did he, what else did he say? And grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy, go ahead and read that next verse. By stretching forth thy hand to heal. We don't want it to be about us anymore we don't want to have to go and pull up everybody by their hand and say come on with us while we get you your mirror come on this, this has been the 50s the 60s 70s 80s that's exactly what we've seen the pastor had to lay hands on them every preacher had to lay hands on them but you're about to see come on what did he say and that signs and wonders. Boy, I'm getting ahead of her. I, I, oh, I can't hardly. Come on, go ahead and finish the verse. I'll shut up. I'll, I'll try. And the signs and wonders may not be done by Paul, may not be done by Peter, may not be done by John, but it might be done by the Holy Child, Jesus. Come on, what else does it say? And when they had prayed, 
Y'all, y'all get that? The place was shaken where they were assembled together. What happened? What happened? They were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they spake the word of God with boldness. Now, I want you to understand I'm not going to, we're not going to read anymore tonight, but I want you to understand that after this visitation, Peter is passing by him and they're laying people out on the carpets beside where he's passing so his shadow might fall on them and it says everyone they brought was healed. What happened is Peter stopped having to touch everybody and he started pulling down from the glory and when the glory began to fall the Holy Ghost was performing and moving in every service. Come on, we won't have to have a prayer line. Everybody that comes in here will be healed because they have lined up with the glory. When we start pulling down the glory, I know this ain't part of our 2021 thing, but it really is. Because we're possessing, and we've been so content. But we want the anointing. And that anointing is good, but all the anointing does is magnify the gifts. Come on. I like the anointing. But what the glory does is magnify God. (laughs) So I whole lot rather have glory than anointing. Give me the glory. I'll pass on the anointing because they both come together. And when you get, you can't have one without the other. And you can't, but we've been so content to, to dwell in the anointing that we have to touch everything and we have to handle everything and we have to do everything. But I'm telling you, God's going to do something without any of us his hand on it. He's cause we're pulling down the glory. So don't doubt the persecution because the persecution brings the glory. Because it'll be at the end of us when we receive the glory. I didn't see this coming. I'm telling you, I'm all messed up this today. I come in here earlier and I said, Lord... I'm tired of the same old. I'm tired of the same old, same old. I'm tired of it being all about somebody. And we don't mean it that way. We don't want it to be that way. But it just seems like we have to prime and prod every service. And I'm tired of being a prime minister. Amen. I don't believe that's what God called me to be. I don't believe that's what called brother, God called Brother George to be. And I don't believe he called Sister Susan to be that. I don't believe he called Brother Snow to be that. Sister Karen, Sister Sheila, Brother Jeremy, all these ministers in here we have. God didn't call you to be a prime minister. What he called you to do is walk in my glory. Because when you walk in my glory, when you come in the building, the glory is already here. And you don't have to pull it down. You don't have to pray it down. You've already walked in it. 
This is why Smith Wigglesworth could walk in a miracle, miraculous power because he fed and he lived and he breathed and he moved in the power of God, in the glory. To the fact that Brother Lester Summerall said it like this, and I'm done. We're going to ask him to go back into that song real quick. Brother Lester Summerall said this. He said, I traveled with Smith Wigglesworth. And he said the first time I traveled with him, he said, we got to this place and we were over in India. And he said, I got down on my knees. And he said, at the end of the day, and he said, I knelt down beside my bed. And I said, Lord, I'm so glad that I got to be in your presence today. And he said, I sent up a long one. And said Smith Wigglesworth, when I got done, he said, well, good night, Holy Ghost. It's been nice being with you all day. Turned the over and went to sleep. He said, I felt like a complete idiot. He said, because he lived and breathed and entertained Holy Spirit all the time. And this is where we got to be, church. It's where if it ain't moving on you, when you get up in the morning, move it. Amen? I don't want to be like my great-grandpa. Laid up in the, on the porch, and Grandma came out there, and she said, You're going to have to move your chair. I can't get through the door, and I can't do all I need to do. He was taking his nap. He said, I'm moving the spirit man. Went back to sleep. She said, okay. She went back in there. She said, Lord, move him. Snake fell out of the ceiling on his lap. And he moved. So I don't want to be. I don't want to be that way. I want the spirit to move me. And I want to move in the spirit. Because you understand we can't get the glory unless we walk in the glory. And we've got so used as a church to coming in here hoping Brother George can bring it down on Wednesday night. Hoping Sister Charlie Joe can bring it down on Sunday and Sunday night. You know what? It'd make it so much easier on them if we walked in it. We came in here with an attitude of worship because we were worshiping before we got to the parking lot. We were worshiping at home, the parking lot. We were worshiping on the, at the door. We were worshiping all through Sunday school. We were worshiping, worshiping all. Come on. You want to make this place jump? Under the anointing of God? Let's get back to where we're shaking. By his power. We're under his authority. Amen. I hope I didn't mess up your theology tonight. I gave you word for most of it. So I want us to stand. I want him to sing that. I love that. I'm just a tiny offering compared to Calvary. Yeah, absolutely. Come on, brother. Hallelujah. That's what it's all about. same song we're fixing to, they're fixing to sing a while ago. Brother 
George starts singing that song, I just close my eyes over there. I just stay. I seen Jesus. And I seen Jesus up here. Like, I mean, I, I seen him up in heaven. And I seen lights, bright lights coming out of his hands. They hit my hands. They're hitting my hands. And the whole time, my hands are up there vibrating as we're singing. And the Lord has put it on my heart. I don't know who it's for, but like, like uh, Pastor said, nothing, nothing about me, but I, there's something, there's something building up in me. I've got to pray for someone here tonight. I've got to use whatever the Lord, whatever this is. It's healing, I think. I've got to use it tonight. So whoever it is that needs prayed for, please come up here and receive this. In Jesus' name.